since right. 2035, right? 35. Yep. 35. Awesome. Um, got a little bit of Durban poison and Mandarin cookies. Number three, but I mean, you know, there are several number threes, but this is the Ascent 420 number three. Um, so hopefully it'll be a good one. I've loosened it up. I'm going to like actually start this for you guys to teach you guys how to fucking <laughs> smoke a joint. Last time because was a little bit of like a... There's a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please and show us. Anna is, man, you were looking professional. This is like two times in a row that you haven't worn your fucking traditional vampire black. <laughs> so, black uh, is always professional. So, it can be sporty. It can be elegant. It can be anything. Yeah. Well, you are looking brighter and shinier as the days go by. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm I, embracing the sun. I feel good, too, about having to punch you in the face the other day. That, or liver. That made, yeah, that made me feel really good, hitting you in the liver. Felt like I needed to get some uh, <laughs> like aggression that I had towards you out. That's okay. And I feel like it was a successful... Thing. Yeah, yeah. good therapy. Good. So it was good for me. <laughs> I it was fine for me. That was good. That was a good. I enjoyed that match. So we got a topic today or anything? Or are we going going free? I think again? the day is going to be a little improv yeah. Um, maybe touch base on some of the things we've been talking about. But something funny, a friend of mine um, was listening to our podcast, and she's like, well, um, you do call people pussies a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we were, we were talking about that. Um, so, yeah. Like in a bad way? Or was what? she offended no, by she, it? No, she just thought, thought it was funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is funny. It is funny, <laughs> but right now I think the world is full of pussies. I think like pussification has like really so it's a come epidemic full circle. It's yeah, pandemic. It's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> that is the pandemic. I mean, really, we are having a pussification pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think there's a lot of fucked up things going on. A lot of funny things to talk about, but I think it really. Man, it is a pussification problem if uh, if we really break it down. If you really peel back the layers. That's the number one issue. That's that's the stem of all the other issues that are happening right now. It really is. Well, that's interesting that it would be like what would otherwise be thought of as like such a positive thing, like um, all the material wealth, all the access to health care mm -hmm. and education and all that shit. Yeah. And, and, you know, you think that that's why everybody wants to come to America. <laughs> but then that's what causes, you know, the pussification. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It, it does. You don't have it's to like work a, for anything. Mm, right. Soft times. Like mm -hmm. physically, at least. Man. And just. Uh, yeah, the thing. I mean, again, this goes back to why I think jujitsu is so important, because Jiu-jitsu can be a buffer to pussification. I mean, literally, you, you do things that make you tough, and it kind of, uh, you know, it, it hardens that soft edge that we're getting overwhelmed with. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a Yeah, I was reading some, uh, time. some stoic quotes 
Right, Stoicism. I've been reading a couple of books. Uh, Epic. Follow that page on Instagram. I I, I might. That I might, one page. Uh, the Which one? It's, it's literally like Stoic something. Mind or some shit. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. That. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I found this article because I I've been reading Aurelius and Epictetus. Just like you know, because like they're they're easy. Some books of theirs are easy to read because it's like small little paragraphs, uh-huh. right? Epictetus is cool because he was a slave. Okay. And so a lot of what he says is you know that you need adversity and how much he learned right. from from that, you know, because mm-hmm. then he got like freed later on and became a philosopher and stuff. They had this idea that I was looking up. They called the building the inner citadel. They called it, mm-hmm. and that was like this this fortress that you build inside yourself mm-hmm. um and they had one, one of the quotes was mm-hmm. like that uh like you should be thankful for adversity because it allows you to like become who you are right yeah one of them was a cool one that was like um obstacles um the end of it is you know i don't you know i suck at remembering quotes but yeah. the, the end of it was like that the obstacles themselves are the way Right. Right. Like at first you want to like remove obstacles. Right. And, you know, you think that the way is this and then things get in the way, uh-huh. the obstacle. But they were saying that that is the way. That's the path or whatever is the obstacle itself. You know, it's funny, though. I think for us, I think this is like funny, ironic, but also kick ass is we get to choose those obstacles in America. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people don't want obstacles, but you got to have them. But we get to choose them. You know, we're not like, as a as a whole of a country, um, starving, right? Or dealing with, you know, civil war. Um, we are. We're dealing with a not a hot civil war, but a mm-hmm. cold civil war right now. But uh, um, you know, it's interesting, and I've been thinking of how how like people are so afraid to deal with obstacles you know that's where all of this like censorship is coming from you know we were talking about okay so what articles do you trust doesn't matter what articles you trust you put that information out there and have debate because even if these articles that I've been reading are totally debunked right down the road but it gives you good things to think about. Oh, that's a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. Like about the whole animal reservoir in that mm-hmm. fucking, you know, um, that, talk that, guy. that topic, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, well, if the animal reservoir is legit, then that really erases everything that we're doing. It no one voids it. Makes it makes it that you can't say that we could get rid of the, the virus for forever. Even though like a... Uh, well, Dark Horse, they did a, a whole... There's like a clip online about Animal Reservoirs. Mm-hmm. I watched it a couple days ago. Right. I mean, you know him. He's a little bit of a utopian in, in regards to like the virus. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks you can get rid of it for good. You know? Well, he and, thought with ivermectin you could. I think he means like what, ivermectin combined with vaccines mm-hmm. and like some other yeah, strategies. Yeah, so you eradicate, yeah, you yeah, hit yeah. it on all fronts, right? And and uh, and he was saying he, he still thinks even with Animal Reservoirs that you mm-hmm. could... You know, there's yeah, but does he say why? So I, I you know, the stuff's deep, right? Yeah. It's like so. It's like there was a study where they found a bunch of deer with the antibodies. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it came from, mm-hmm. and like a, like a large percentage of some deer in some area. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying that that viruses can jump to animals, mm-hmm. but it's unlikely that they could jump back mm-hmm. to humans again, right? Yeah. 
and that the only animals that we like share viruses with are mink and and ferrets, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I've heard something. Like yeah, that. so. So I don't know. It was a little unclear of whether like that virus like stays alive in the deer, and mm-hmm. then somehow you know that then translates to our mm-hmm. experience with it or not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. So, but I agree though that we should talk about these things. I right. I'm I rather because the, you know because the problem is the only other option is is that people tell you what to think. Right. It's either you have access to all the ideas or you have some institution that's like these are the ideas you should know. Right. It's right. kind of like either or, right? Because one school of thought that I've heard is that um, if if there is that animal reservoir, right? Yeah. If if it does live in animals and then can be, you know, recirculated back around, right. mm-hmm. is that your long term exposure to it is what builds then the immunities and which what would make it like the common cold is to us mm. today, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. the common cold isn't that a COVID fucking right, variation it's like really as well. Similar, yeah. So, but if we vaccinate, mm-hmm. there's the potential, mm-hmm. potential for it to keep mutating. And right. since our own defenses don't build up, that and they don't it, build it up has a harder effect on you. Yeah. That sounds to me like, okay, hey, right. that's a great and, and how thing would, to have a discussion yeah. about. How, how would they know what mass vaccination of this type does? Because it's never been done, right? Right. Like, you know, polio and smallpox. I guess maybe I could learn more of the history of how that I read, went down. I read an article, and again, I didn't... I, I don't vet everything that I read, right? I mean... How can you? Right. It's a difficult thing to do. But they were saying, like, the first dose of... Um, it was one of those... Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaccines, yeah. I think it was the smallpox. Okay, killed a shitload of people. Oh, like when it first came out. Yeah, when it first came out. And so, Hmm. I mean, okay, that's (laughs) you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So good intentions aren't always, you know, the um, the answer to the problem. Yeah, and then when you combine it with all this like hysteria. Then how can you even like study it right? Mm-hmm. You know, scientists are prone to hysteria and yeah. cultural, you know, movements and stuff. Well, that's where I think, literally, I think that whole then mindset of pussification. Because just because someone's intelligent doesn't mean that they're a fucking pussy. They're they're not a pussy, right? Um, and that's where I think this whole underlying factor presents itself. Because if you have more people that are stronger. Right, physically and mentally, they go hand in hand. You know, um, mm-hmm. then you're much more willing to challenge yourself by looking at the data that's presented and then challenging your conclusions and proving it right. I mean, again, we got to do this all the time on the mat. You guys are going to have an idea of how you can beat me. It's just the way it's going to be. You're not going to if you roll. If every time we roll, you think that you're just going to get crushed, well, you're never going to fucking beat me right you're never going to find that avenue to catch me but if you have an idea in your mind well you got to challenge it right you got to try it out you got to throw it out there and then you've got to start to break it down and see if it's just a completely bad idea all the way around or if it's like still has merit i just need to make an adjustment then test it then you got to try it out again right it's like ah fuck that adjustment wasn't right man, what can I do? And you break it down and you figure it out and then you try it again and you keep trying until you meet that success. But those are people that are, you know, um, 
like brave. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Edison, this is what Edison had said uh, roughly, is he was interviewed and asked how he finally came up with the bulb, right? And so, or the incandescent light. Right. Um, and so he said, well, I failed so many times. Like 10,000 or Yeah, that this was the only option. I mean, he's like, I failed all the other he times. He tried like horse hair. Yeah, there's no other more times, <laughs> right? Yeah. And but so, how did he, never mind, I was going to say, how did he conceive it? It's just like a whole interesting, like he had... You might have even stole it from, from Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> right. But I think, but I, think say. Yeah. I think that's an interesting <laughs> question though, because maybe he was successful at <laughs> maybe that's where the artistry is in science is in the idea. Mm -hmm. It's in the imagination to be like, ah, boom. That's like the creative aspect of and science. And suddenly you have like the motivation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to like be active about something. And it gives you that's nice, yeah, because uh, we've had this conversation before, this idea that there's like science and then there's values. And you need the values first to be able to decide what's important, what should I study. Mm -hmm. And then and then also the values tell you what to do with that information. So it's like a back and forth, right? Because science can't tell you what to do, right? It's like, um, it's some, some by, evidence. By you mean some, telling you what to do as far as what to take an interest in? Even to act. It okay. can't tell you like what direction to take. It could tell you that you're, you know, this likely to, you know, how dangerous it is mm -hmm. to get in a car. Mm -hmm. But you have to decide whether you're going to get in that car anyway. You know, even if it was, yeah, at what point? You could do that with everything. At what percentage is it safe to drive? Mm -hmm. Is it that one in 186,000 people die? You know what I mean? Is that the point where you're like, oh, it's not safe anymore? That's a value thing. But you're also the variable in that equation, right? Uh-huh. So it makes, so because it's subjective, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it would be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's true. So, I mean, the risk goes up from person to person. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so those things are even hard to figure out. Yeah. But maybe that's the science part. But even once you know to extreme detail, like how likely you as an individual are, let's say as okay. an example, that still doesn't tell you at what point, I mean, I'm good to, at what point to stop driving. Hmm. You're right? Yeah. Like there's no, that's like a value judgment. That's like a cost benefit analysis thing, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe it's like that combination of those two things. So maybe that's why follow the science doesn't entirely make sense actively maybe yeah like it's like know your values plus learn about mm -hmm. the facts on the ground something yeah. like that like, yeah it should be like that. consider the science right? yeah because that's way the science that's observing mm -hmm. yeah i mean it has its total place yeah. science in itself is naturally questioning so i mean if we're following the science what we should be doing is questioning that is the, science. the whole fucking and then we think then right? our value comes from whether the science is refuted by our questions or not and you know, determining whether it holds up or if our, uh, one question makes it crumble, then. But that's what's not happening. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing is that when we talk about the absurdities of things, this is the most absurd thing because that's what, even at a young age, I always understood what science meant was that it's constantly being challenged to be reaffirmed or to be adjusted. 
right? Or to be right. thrown out completely. Yeah, test your ideas uh -huh. and see if they work in the world. Right, and yeah. see if they work under varying circumstances. Right. Because it might work in this setting, yeah. but then it's got no application in this setting. And, you know, in right. some sense, I feel like even like a good person, like when I say I think this guy is a good person, mm -hmm. I tend to think of that. I tend to think, how good is he at like evaluating the world and like doing dope shit? Mm -hmm. You know, can he figure things out? Can he sense make, you know what I mean? Can that person, you know, play the guitar badass or, mm -hmm. you know, do something, be competent at something? Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, competency at um, something is yeah. such an important And you need to be scientific to do that, right? Like to be, you know, and that's where arts are hard because it's the feedback's a little gray. Like, mm -hmm. was that good? Yeah. Is that song a good song? That's a little harder to like figure out, mm -hmm. but but there's still truth in that, I think. That's a, that's a cool question. Well, I mean, yeah, because then you could boil it down to like equations in music with like a, I don't know, we'll take a fucking C, A, D, G, you know, we mm, know like that a that's melody a, line or something. That, well, we know that that four chord progression mm, mm -hmm. is, is like basically scientifically proven to right, the ears yeah. to be. Uh, there's like yeah, hundreds of pop songs that have it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do they, do they register the chemicals in your brain that go off when you listen to those notes, maybe? Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people call it jazz or uh, call it ice cream chords because it's feel good. You know, <laughs> ice cream's always going to taste good. So they call mm -hmm. them ice cream chords because no matter what you put over it, it's always going to sound. Mm -hmm. So you're saying there's like some equations in music that you can find. And you're like, this works yeah. this way. This does this effect. Well, what was the guy? Rhythms too, right? Isn't oh, yeah. there yeah. rhythms yeah. that you yeah. just... I, I like to notice in movies when there's like a tense moment, it's always like an odd meter. Hmm. It's always like seven. Right? It's always like some of those odd Isn't meters. that where that, like, what do you call them? Those polyrhythms or whatever? Yeah, Isn't that yeah. where that gets kind of... Like you know. almost have to develop a... Um, ear for it's kind of like yeah. wine tasting right you know you got to oh, yeah. develop a palate okay. to yeah. really yeah. like those but then when you do because mm -hmm. you know when you were telling me about it um, mm -hmm. you know was, uh, I think it was you who told me to watch that YouTube video with uh, the drummer from Tool right okay uh -huh. and yeah, it's yeah. that you know like Danny Carey yeah, yeah that 10 minute video of him uh -huh. you know Just while he's playing a show or something uh -huh. yeah. Uh, yeah I think so mm. right and it's showing him do all those polyrhythms and okay uh -huh. yeah. yeah it was badass so you know it was cool but I didn't really get into it until I visually saw that yeah and you know what I'm saying? It wasn't mm -hmm. like a pattern that you just normally would pick up and be like, oh, this is a cool fucking pattern. Yeah, you could. It took a moment. You, you would miss it entirely. When someone yeah. does it right, then you don't even know it's there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It becomes math at that point, right? Uh, well, there's um, like, there's times where I'll be able to get into a song so much so, or like the instruments, so much so that I can pick them out. Mm. But then when, when that happens, it just feels like it's a 3D mental experience mm. of navigating the sounds and the rhythms That's of cool. the yeah. song that I'm hearing. So do you see it? Just in my brain a yeah. little, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I was talking to um, that young young guy we know. Uh, uh, you know, he came for a lesson yesterday. Uh -huh. And how he was saying how, like, um, he started to be able to hear bass. Like, he never noticed bass in songs. Okay, right. so th uh, that was me up until I was about twelve or thirteen. Yeah, right. like I, 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 my brain didn't register bass at right. all. I would hear songs. There, right? I, didn't, yeah. I did not even know it was. I didn't like. Yeah. I would hear people talk about the bass, and I, I mm. it just never registered in my brain. And then yeah. around thirteen. But it's interesting though how even though at that level you could decisively hear it if the bass wasn't in it. 
you know what I'm saying? You would know the difference, yeah, yeah, difference if being yeah. flatter. And then if yeah, that's why songs surprise out. me sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah. there's this rhythm I never paid attention to, or this melody or harmony yeah. in there that well, I. Well, it's interesting. Like sometimes I think about like being a musician. That's one of the first things that your mind does. Sometimes you want to turn that off. It's like it separates everything in the, in the instruments, and then you hear this guy's doing that. Oh, that sounds yeah. like he's got influence of this. And you start analyzing it maybe too much. I had this kid once, though, that listened to, um, I made a sim a CD. I was like, let's learn some of these songs, whatever. Uh, and at the, I you know, a bunch of pop songs. At the end, I put a tool song. I put a, um, a Jombie, is that the one? It's on that 10,000 Days. And he was like, I want to learn that song that sounds like a motorcycle. <laughs> and I was like, that's so dope that, that was, that's his experience. He doesn't, there's no instruments there to him at all. It's just like a feeling and a sound and a, you know, yeah. and that's cool. And, you know, maybe as a musician, you can sometimes like lose that. It's still, you know, I'm always chasing that too, that feeling of like having a song grip you or whatever, mm. you know, but the emotion know. side of it. Do you guys mm. like listen to music analyzing it or do you listen to music for the, um, uh, you know, like, for the experience of the music. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, jujitsu, this is what I can relate to, is you can watch a match and enjoy it. And you can see the people who are just watching the match and enjoying it. Right. And then you can also watch a match and you're just analyzing everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you almost miss maybe the the emotional part of it mm -hmm. because you're going into that mm. like if i'm watching live i'm analyzing everything yeah yeah I'm, I'm going from musician to musician and i'm looking at each like i'm mm -hmm. you know i'm even looking at the pedals to see do you, know, do you what, feel that you might miss something i was just gonna ask that was mm -hmm. just gonna be my question too um, well it depends because it's like if i've mo more often than not i'm familiar with the band i'm already familiar with the song i've already gone through the experience of just experiencing the music right. so then when I'm watching them live, to me, the experience at that point is how much can I learn from this? How much can I soak in? Well, what about what about if it's somebody that you didn't already have Brand a previous new. experience with? You're just like... I, I'm more likely to let go at that point. Yeah, just, the thing that'll trigger me is if I notice that they're playing to a backing track. Like if I hear instruments that aren't on the stage, they start then judging. it takes me out of the experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then I start going, all right, what the... So is it, is yeah. it that a cool place to be, though, with something that... You know that, oh, this is a fucking, you know, I don't know, what would be an instrument that would make subtleties coming in but not mm. be a mainstay? Keyboards. Okay. Yeah, fretless bass or something. Could yeah, you hear yeah, like, visual. you know, like bongos or something? Could you make out those yeah. sounds oh, percussion-wise? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's mm. a cool ear. Right. And what would you say like your scope of um, instrument awareness is? Like, could you hear a xylophone if there was like a something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. 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 that's pretty. There, quick. There's some variations though, like like there's different types of marimbas and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I couldn't. You know, I mean, it, there gets to be detailed. Sometimes. Sure, but you could be right. like, oh yeah, this is that. You yeah, know? you can hear a banjo. You know, when it's a banjo, you know, it's a mandolin, a ukulele, a nylon string guitar, ukulele. You still tell the difference, uh -huh. even though the strings are similar. Yeah, that's weird, yeah. huh? When because uh, you, you, your ear can hear the difference between nylon yeah. strings and. I was trying to tell a, a kid about that yesterday, Texture. like. By uh -huh. sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. like you could have two notes, the exact same note frequency-wise, 137 hertz or whatever, but you can tell that it's a different instrument. Yeah. So that quality, I think you would call tone, 
would you call that anything else? No, yeah. Timbre, I think that's the other word, timbre. Yeah. Right? I think tones mm-hmm. fitting. Yeah, so there's all these other characteristics in the sound besides just the note, right? You could tell if it's a bass or an electric guitar, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you have all those elements, too. I find that, like, when I go to a show, I want, even if I know that group, like my favorite band, if I go to a favorite band, I want them to knock me out of my intellectual analyzing. Mm-hmm. Then and they do they do that I'm like okay that's why I like them mm-hmm. you know because I get blown away I get into it you you know like I that you know you kind of let that part go and uh, but go I'm also that. I'm an overly analytical guy uh-huh. like <laughs> that's a break from. yeah I know and I'm always looking for that break yeah I guess yeah. I don't know I feel like it's something like flow state like it it can it can knock you into that when you yeah. really can like get into anything mm-hmm. but do you so do you think that you have to change your mindset or do they have to it's interesting you know get through you i you know would what I'm think saying? that like uh like mm-hmm. loud sue or some shit uh-huh. could almost listen to anybody mm-hmm. uh, especially a kid you know and still feel that because mm-hmm. you experience there's so much being said even in a bad band or a bad moment or mm-hmm. a, 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 sure know. if there's passion or if there's yeah you know, and I don't know, even the yeah. whole reason why you'd be watching a bad band in the first place you know what I'm saying uh-huh. the state of mind that you're going but, but, okay. that, that's observing. the difference for sure is the passion because and I mm-hmm. think that's like it's not always the case. Like I've I've actually seen bands that use backing tracks. Like I was just saying, nor it'll it'll still bum me out, but I've still enjoyed sets with bands for, with backing tracks. And then there are times where bands have backing tracks, and I could tell the drummer doesn't want to be there, this other guitarist doesn't want to be there, because they're like they feel almost like fraudulent. You know, it's like I can read mm-hmm. it on their face. That I've had a hard like, time in groups. Like I don't. Like, know I, I was in a hip hop group. That everything was a backing tracks that a DJ made, mm-hmm. and they were unusual. Yeah. And, sections weren't in four and all kinds of weird stuff and it was a challenge you can't tell if you're mixed in with it you know what i mean on the the stage you can't really tell it's like man so i got going well i mean if you get a fraction of a beat off it becomes so obvious yeah yeah uh but but i think that passion is by far what i guess where like justin's saying he's looking for the thing to take him out of that you know analytical mind when somebody's super passionate, a lot of times that is what sucks me in. And then, you know, I might still be kind of analyzing what's going on, but in a sense, like I'm, I'm completely removed from myself at a point where, and this just happened at Red Rocks two weekends ago and I was watching Revolution. Like I haven't seen them in probably two years. And, um, you know, I'm not like a mega fan of theirs. Like I don't listen to their recordings on the daily, but when I watch them live, they have the ability to, do some astounding things live like like they'll play a, a verse at a certain tempo and then it slows down on a chorus just enough to where you feel the the whole motion of the of the crowd start to change you know and everything feels like it goes slow motion and then it goes straight back to this other tempo and it's like flawless and you start to wonder did they plan that was that something that just happened in the moment and then you know i've seen them enough times to know that they plan things like that but that type of shit will knock me off the track of my analytical thinking just long enough to where I completely forget where I'm at. I forget who's around me for a moment. It's like that mastery for a moment, right? Where they bring the emotion and the technical together at the same time. I mean, I think that's what everybody wants to see. That's why you want to watch Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's like, whoa, you know what I mean? You want to see excellence. I thought, I used to have this idea that like singers are like, uh, 
uh, what was that show? American Idol? They're idols. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we go see a show, especially a singer, I feel, but some guitarists, some every kind of instrumentalist can do it, but especially singers, we go to see how to be a person. At least, you know, they may be alcoholics and fucking <laughs> sluts and shit, you sure. know, but... But in that moment... <laughs> but they can get to the highest mm-hmm. point of, like, human possibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, to for, do, their, for yeah, their realm. Right, to do, you know, yeah. what, Hendrix or whoever, those, mm-hmm. like, kings of, you know, what they could do in a moment and to see them do it. And we want to see them do it. That's why we go. Mm-hmm. We're like, there it is. That's that, like, immaculateness. I like that that word. That's a good point, because mm. even like Eric was saying, when he watches jiu-jitsu, you know, you, you've got that analytical mind to want to pick apart what's going on sometimes. Like, I feel that way when I watch, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a fight nerd, so I watch UFC on the weekends. I try to watch Bellator when it comes on, and then I like watching the lower-level leagues that are on TV, too. So when I watch, like, LFA or something, and I don't know who the fighters are, I'm much more analytical where I'm just kind of picking apart what's going on, but when I watch like a Sugar Sean O'Malley or mm. John Jones or yeah, somebody like, some like story that, fight, involved, yeah, got some other, like, and, you and, know this guy, and, and like, my mm. brain doesn't even really go to that analytical just, place because uh, I'm just trying to soak in the madness of what's going on in that moment, you know? Yeah, because there's so much also going on besides just the you know the one-two combination. There's so many other things happening as well that maybe, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's fun to look at it from different perspectives you know right to yeah, yeah, yeah look at something analytical and then to look at like then just mm-hmm. shut that yeah you know, if, you, if, you, that if, you, if you can come like to a higher level mm-hmm. then you could see both things mm-hmm. you could be like music or martial arts or whatever and you learn things about them and they don't relate but then you could like step up here and you could see that thing that like they both have mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's good shit yeah <laughs> but it takes us back to like the people that we were talking about um, man they were willing to put it on the line willing to you know oh like Edison and um, they yeah, had that courage but to Hendrix uh, you know anybody mm-hmm. that we've just been talking about mm-hmm. even okay, somebody yeah. who might not be very well known who just mm-hmm. for their yeah, yeah, realm yeah. Right. they're stepping up to yeah. you know yeah. to that right. line it's yeah. pretty impressive yeah, to be able to like in the moment to like use all your tools mm-hmm. to step up to it to not get beaten down. It's a story yeah. too. That's what you're saying. Maybe when you know the fighter, right. it's like you're seeing that person rise to mm-hmm. a situation mm-hmm. and conquer it. Right. Maybe or maybe fail. You know, seeing a Connor with his broken leg on the fence oh, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's intense. After a bunch of fights that he's lost over the past years and all or, the shit that he's yeah talking. yeah yeah. You know what I mean? It was like there was a lot of story in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then Joe goes to sit next to him, yeah. right? And he's like. Like, fuck that mother he was like talking shit like he was so pissed have you seen yeah. all those like memes that have been going around yeah. where, you know he'll be in some yeah. and he's sitting next to somebody yeah, he's all fucked up my favorite was Rogan next to the Twin Towers all night oh yeah <laughs> oh man oh, yeah but yeah so you get that story element and that's another that's another whole other thing yeah right Brings yeah. that, yeah, it brings mm-hmm. that emotion into it. Mm-hmm. That's where it's it's funny because emotion is such an important part of it, right? But emotion, again, it like it carries you, mm-hmm. right? When you get into a song, like going back to the music, man, it can carry you places. But when you talk about 
like real world stuff mm-hmm. that's not that moment. You don't want to be fucking carried places. You want to be analytical, have your feet on the ground, and mm-hmm. you know be thinking about. It is something. a challenge, and it's yeah to to get those two things right. Because sometimes anger is a good, a little bit of anger is a good sure. thing. Like I, I remember a time when Phoenix was like three years old, mm-hmm. and he starts running to the street. Yeah, you know what I mean. He needs to hear me with a little fucking edge yeah. on it. Hey, you know. That's all. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, it is, right? It is, yeah, because you gotta hurt him a little bit, scare him and stuff. I think anger's great. Right, but if you don't have that, if it's just analytical, and this is where I actually found myself in that moment, Mm -hmm. you know, is just being like, hey, there's a car there, and and noticing that he didn't realize the, you know, Mm -hmm. the severity. (laughs) Sorry, you just triggered a memory in my brain. I remembered one time (laughs) I was with my mom and my sister in Denver, and like my dad stayed at the hotel, it was just the three of us going to Target, like, I don't know, we were just going to get snacks or some shit, and it was like two miles away from the hotel. My mom takes this wrong turn, and she's going on the wrong side of the street, and there's like a median between, you know, where we should have been, and the other side where traffic's coming at us. And I'm in the back, I'm too young to really know what's going on, I was maybe like 10 years old, but I remember my sister in the front seat going, hey mom, you're going the wrong way. And she's like, huh? She's like, you're going the wrong way. And my mom's like, no, no, this is the way to Target. Like, this is the right direction. She's like, no, no, I mean, you're going the wrong way. And my mom's like, what are you talking She sees the cars coming at her. Ah! And she's like, starts freaking out. And like, to this day, I give my sister shit because I'm like, you right, like, say something. Yeah, there was no, no emotion. Yeah. Man, what a tough call, right? Because yeah. ideally, and again, this comes with training, right? Mm-hmm. But the calm way is the answer. Like in a lot of regards, you would be like, it's a smart way to handle it. Because if she's like, mom, and screams, and your mom is already like, let's say, emotionally driven, right? Then holy shit, that just throws you into a fucking whirlwind. But but you do talk sometimes like if you're like in the actual battle that... There's emotion that you're using, right? Or well, are you see, are you, you really thinking? You want to put that stuff away. You think so? Yeah, That's you want to put that it. stuff away for a bit. You have to. Uh-huh. You, you know, again, I haven't been in anything that I've been in little skirmishes um, that were like remotely anything like what these guys have gone through, or um, what guys in these past wars have gone through. But you still in the moment right of the fucking shit going down man you gotta be as calm and be as mm-hmm. you know we're not talking like chill calm because that's but there's a difference calm. between maybe you gotta be, all being alive and active yeah and you gotta be on the money you need but some, you gotta like, be nervousness relaxed. you need some tension sure. right maybe that's it like you mm-hmm. can't be so relaxed that you're just yeah. like right yeah you can't be a fucking noodle but that's not necessarily emotion what do you think? You know, being that relaxed? Uh, no, the tension. Is tension emotional? Well, because I think you can be yeah. stern without being emotional. No, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think the fear is fear. gonna be the tension. You know what and I'm that's saying? That's an emotion. The fear and is you want that a, driver. And you want you need know, it. You want a little enough of it. Yeah, you but want is enough of it. Tension, fear. No, I think in in the battle mm-hmm. that that would be one of the tensions that you would say because you again you can't be 
too fucking mm-hmm. rigid, freaked out, whatever, mm-hmm. freeze, mm-hmm. and you can't be too fucking noodly, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you just won't move fast enough. You right. won't react like fast enough. Like in jiu-jitsu. Enough. Like in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah you gotta have that. Exactly. Yeah, in that right spot. What about music? Like, you're a performer. Do you use emotion? Are you like, how would you put that? Um, I think at times, yeah. I think it's, it is like Eric's saying, though, like the same thing, where I don't want to be too tense when I go on stage. If I'm panicking too much, then I'm more likely to make mistakes. If I go on and I'm too calm, then I feel like I don't give the audience enough for that yeah. give and take relationship. So what about with the other aspects of music? Like you, you are. I, I heard someone once say, "A like a, a maestro of emotion." Yeah. Right. A maestro. Of- yeah. <laughs> so like you were saying, like there's like equations. This core progression, yeah, you know, it makes you feel a certain way. You could even say, right, or a certain melodic chunk, you know, like there's like there's scales, there's yeah. certain modes. I, that, I like, see them as like empty vessels. Like there's mm-hmm, this thing mm-hmm. that's it's gonna sound pleasant to the ear, but the the emotion that you put into it is, go. is gonna so determine emotion, where that vessel takes you. Right. So when you're on stage, you are putting emotion into the empty vessel. <laughs> I, th- I think if I'm yeah, if I'm connected to the audience in a certain way, certain songs will, you know, I I might sing the same song three nights in a row, and the second night, that song might, like, literally make me cry while I'm fucking singing it on mm. stage, whereas the other two and nights, that's somewhat it doesn't of like connect a, the same yeah, way. Yeah, and that's and a I, good thing when that happens, right? In, yeah, in for way, me it right? is, because yeah. mm-hmm. then I look back at the audience, and I know that they're feeling it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the reaction I have when I'm portraying it is more due to the energy that's coming back to me from the audience. It's almost mm-hmm. like, I've always looked at it like I'm just the conduit for what they want to hear and for what whatever they're feeling in that moment like when we're Mm -hmm. truly connected Mm -hmm. when i'm on cervantes masterpiece stage and that room's filled with i think it's like i don't know what 1500 maybe max in there maybe a little less than that 1200 but when that room's filled and the the top's filled the bottom's filled that ballroom's hanging in front of me a lot of times i'm shutting my eyes and i'm trying to feel what the room is giving back to me and if i can feel that they're like sometimes I literally can feel the heaviness of the room and I'll like we have a song called Good to Be Alive and there are times where that room that song will cut through the room like a knife and it that's where I'll be the most emotional because it's like mm. maybe the there are a bunch of people in the crowd that were having a rough day or having a rough week and it hits them in some certain way that night and I'll see tears on faces in the audience and then that comes back mm. to me and it's just like this revolving but but you couldn't like this is question statement right but you couldn't let that consume the show no right because then it'd be like fucking i'd walk out of there and be like oh man yeah yeah red sage depressed the fuck out of me you know what i'm saying so it's like you make the connection but not all about emotions are low either but no but but what we were talking about i mean using the 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 teary that you were Mm. talking about getting onto that Mm. level so Mm. i'm just going off of that so you you need to absorb that emotion you need to connect with it like you were saying but then you get to be the fucking driver for a bit, right? Maestro and you means conductor. Guide them, the conductor, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Oh, exactly. and I'm, right? I'm mindful yeah. in those moments. Love where that if, word too. If something does happen like that, and I can feel the energy depress yeah. in the room, I will tell the band, "Let's not play this next song. Let's switch mm. to this other song yeah. and pick the vibe back up." Pick it up back up, and, and yeah. right. And we, so, but then 
you so you're using the emotion to conductor of emotions conductor through of, music yes through and sounds, and sounds melodies yeah. rhythm i rhythms. try to build set lists based off of that like i look at the start song and what we finish on and i always try to finish it on do a high note do you think note. most musicians do that i don't I, I don't know i mean i would like to think maybe yes, intuitively but at least. Yeah, yeah maybe intuitively but i literally look at my number of major progression chords with my minor progression chords and and building the wave of emotion throughout the set. Did so you have I'll, to test it? Oh yeah, I mean, it, to it's see been before you understood yeah, how yeah. to pick up on that. Yeah, it, the, the thought was always in the back of my mind, even ten years ago when I went on stage for the first time. Like that thought was there of how do I create kind of uh, you know a colorful palette throughout the set, but it didn't. Yeah, it, I, I didn't quite understand because even songs that I thought were happy in my mind or at least happy sounding might hit the crowd that's differently. Cool. It's kind of like a comedian. Yeah. Gain, well, you're challenging yeah. also what you're doing, right? You're putting your stuff out Just there testing. and getting a, re mm -hmm. a reflection. And that is that is one honest test you get, I guess, like at a show, you get response. Because mm -hmm. a lot of time with art, it's not, there's the test is, is a gray area. Like you gotta somehow train your own aesthetic sense or whatever. Mm -hmm. But to, tr to bring it back to like emotions and you know what I mean, because because again, I'd be looking for a, like what what's the pattern there? Like so music there, maybe maybe it's because those things are different, like battle, of course, and music. But a battle right? you would mm -hmm. I would imagine you would carry the same way, right? Like I think that a um, morale builder, for instance, it's like you see this in fighting. Um, so you, you start to take a little bit of a beating, right? So when you look at the connection that's made and you look at the power of your team, of the people around you, if you go out there and you just kick someone's ass, that's a different connection. But you go out there and you get worked for a bit, but you make that adjustment and you recover right? It's that person who fails and then recovers. There's a much better, like, I don't know better if better is the right word, but a much like height, more heightened connection because you've been through that kind of high and low and kind of what we're talking about. You make a connection with that crowd, right? On that emotional level, but then you get to kind of steer it and that's where that is kind of that crescendo of the analytical side, the breaking it down, the science of it, and the fucking emotion, the spirit of it, right? When you can actually kind of lead someone. So in a fight, then that, that lull, that kind of downside really makes it so the upside is something that's not you know, going into without that amount of effort. You, you know what I'm saying? So when you take a little bit of a beating, then w what we're seeing is if you're going to recover from that, it's going to be heart. It's going to be tactics. Right. It's going to be skills. Right. It's going to be both of those things that come into play. Mm -hmm. And that makes like, in my mind, the person who is willing to challenge themselves. You, you know what I'm saying? Because again, if you start to get beat, it's easy if you're getting smashed to just 
give up give up mm-hmm. right i mean it's the easiest thing mm-hmm. to do is like fuck this guy's crushing me i'm not gonna fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah so what do you mm-hmm. you start to figure Except out for your ways. ego whatever right? it's easy with it after, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i got walk out of a boxing match recently i saw some clip online and they meet you know and they're, they're about to ring the bell and he just goes out the ropes and just like and the crowd's booing him you know and he just like gave up and walked out he's like i'm not doing it so i have uh, a question <laughs> Uh, wow! Couldn't yeah. you compare giving up in that scenario to, like, what people say, like, "Oh, I haven't found the one thing in life that I want to do," or you know, the one. It's like, well, could you potentially apply if you wanted to? Do you believe you could succeed in any field that you want, or do you think it's only the one? I don't because think then it's, wouldn't that be giving up on all of the other like I, I think it's mm. so I heard this recently and I thought it was great right and it was um, you know how people say you can do anything that you want to do mm. and I can't remember who was saying it but they were like you know that's kind of that feel good bullshit right you could do anything that you were capable of doing mm-hmm. I could want to be in the NBA but there's really mm. no chance of me being in the NBA you know what I'm saying? So there's things that we put into perspective. And so kind of, you know. Well, couldn't you, like, be in the NBA and make a new group? Well. But then it's not the NBA, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> like, to get into the NBA. Well, I was just saying, you know, right, that there's some limitations to do anything, yeah. right? Um, right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be I a like, scientist. I'm I like the question. I'm smart enough yeah. to do that, you know. I've, I'm going to play devil's like, advocate for a second because yeah, yeah. I just saw a crazy story over the weekend about some kids that trolled the NCAA uh, football. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah. They created a fake team and okay. had a fake address for a school and everything, and they were they played the top team in oh, college wow. football, uh-huh. and they got crushed 56 to 0. But The top team? Or they did. They, they did, got, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. But they, they, they bypassed all they the fucking regulations and everything. Oh, wow, yeah, that's, they that's played pretty dope. This big ass so, stadium. And then, I'm not, I mean, huh. look at Jake Paul. He's done it. He's fought some of the best fighters in the world at their right. time, you know, yeah. like um, well, Mayweather with the other guy, right? Yeah, with the Logan. other Paul, yeah, Logan yeah. Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Those guys don't have any pro fights, and so mm-hmm. certainly, I think there's always going to be that exceptions gem of an exception to a mm-hmm. to a rule. But I, I, I think we yeah. do well, I think have to. It's just like there's a a fine line, it seems, between me saying. Um, I can't do this just based on the reality of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. I can't, like, compete against dudes. Yeah, you couldn't right? play in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, and, and so you don't pursue that and you give up on that idea. Mm-hmm. And then also what we were talking about earlier, the whole, what was that we were giving up on? I can't remember. You guys were saying... Well, could we? Could I ask you this though? When we say give up on that idea, like for that, like I do think we also have to put into perspective of what would be smart ideas to go for, because that just wouldn't be a smart idea. If you said, like, even if you were this young girl and I was your mentor, right, and you said I really want to play in the NFL, at some point I'm going to have to break the news to you and say that's just not a good idea. That's not even a, an idea worth pursuing 
because it's just not a good idea. Even if you made it into the NFL, the first hit that you take, you're going to get fucking physically and mentally destroyed. So it would be like, I think when we look at extremes, we've got to remove those kinds of things and say, again, this is my opinion, that we've got an area that will fit for us. Right? Yeah, I don't disagree with Mm -hmm. that. I'm just saying that there's a threshold on things for, like, the reason I was bringing this up is because, like, giving up on some, some people might have a different perception or, you know, understanding of what giving up is. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the person that chooses not to fight back and give up, that is probably, you know, their threshold is way, you know, more narrow. Mm yeah, so that's what I was yeah, just I trying to... I think there's to, gradations because that's an extreme example mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you're not going to get in the NFL. Yeah. But there's way other examples that are harder to tell. Like, can I do this? Right. You know? Right. Like, well, I think and, that that's where we've right. got to, like... Because the language, this is what's fucked up right now, is that we're dealing with these absurdities. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Those literally are the absurdities that we're dealing with for the woke military, for instance. Yeah. It's like women in special operations teams. We've got to make a big deal out of this. If there's a woman or two that makes it through that, they'll figure out a way how to make that work. But there's not going to be fucking enough women that are going to compromise. Yeah, so you would have that. to lower the Yeah, the without lowering. Of, uh, yeah. Right, but if you kept yeah. everything the same, it's just the way it is. And that's, that's what's going on in schools, right, too, when they're like lowering Look the at the transgender and, fucking mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. So few people are transgender compared to the grand scope of things, but we're focusing on this very, very, very little thing that's becoming just an absurdity. So... Um, I think those are the things because then we start to get ourselves into the right mindset, right? To do what you're saying. And I would go further into this because I've talked to a lot of people over the years who didn't know where they wanted to be. It wasn't even into that focus place. But what I think the biggest problem is, is people aren't developing skills along the way so that when they find those things that they would excel at or that they... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. enjoy they don't have the skills to even fucking right. navigate some of that yeah, anyway you gotta so, make a choice and go for something and then maybe later you'll yeah. figure out and eh, maybe this isn't the right thing to do right because otherwise you have what is it choice paralysis paralysis by yeah. analysis yeah <laughs> well dude i've met so i'll tell people this all the time man i've never plateaued in martial arts and i've been in martial arts for 30 years i've never don't recall one single time plateauing, but I was also taught early on, well, if you're struggling in a place, develop all these other fucking skills. So then you're not even worried about that. You just move that over. And so until I get to that place where I can deal with that roadblock, I'm developing my fucking strength or my speed or my fucking, you know, and those are just the physical things. Those are the easy things, right? Mm I don't even have to touch the psychological things, but I can always be developing tools. And then as I get to a certain place, you know, I can mm-hmm. have a much better chance of succeeding in, you know, those yeah. directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to do something like I find the thing I need to get better at that I like 
have the thing I, I have a hard time getting over is as I was saying before like what I think like a good person is that they can see they can see the uh, landscape mm -hmm. right and they can assess what's up right and they can say this is a good decision to go this way mm -hmm. and then you know they adjust and all that stuff's going on um, so in, in juggling everything in life to be able to like get to that you know to, to make sense of things mm -hmm. you know what i mean like for business for instance like i kind of suck at business mm -hmm. right that's like the side as far as like art and business mm -hmm. goes man fuck like uh, art i'm all right but the business woof. Yeah. and and uh so that's like a talent or that other area that i need to like you know and then you know the ability to do it i don't know so mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's where I'm at with like, you know, developing those other skills. Challenge you know? yourself in the business yeah. realm. Yeah, yeah, that's one specific one. Get yeah. a nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a tailored suit. Yeah. Yeah, kind of or just it. get one of those like, like Walmart suit shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. I'd love a tailored suit. That'd be dope. I gotta get one of those sometime in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see one single event that I would wear a suit for. Right. I'd have yeah. to make an event. I don't have yeah. any either. I'd have to, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. if I had to go to an event that was, like, you know, just this big formal thing, I would hope that it was, like, just mm -hmm. kind of dress casual. Yeah. <laughs> formal equals dress casual. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I just don't see, like, that being a... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not really like that a either, honestly. thing that yeah. would be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or I, being I, around, even if I was around like people in business, it'd be like, well, if that's your mo, that's totally cool. I appreciate it, but I mm -hmm. want to be a little mm -hmm. bit more on this. Yeah, yeah. Side of it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've never worn a suit. Yeah, we It's nothing, but if I get asked to play Red Rock, somebody in a suit. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> like yeah. a colorful suit. Yeah. Get a special made one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dope. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's right. a reason. That's a reason. Mm -hmm. There you go. So I'll, I'll play a show with my suit. Sequence. <laughs> Sequence? No. <laughs> Gone too far. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think about the, like, choose one thing or not as the, as the talent conversation. Like, like the, you know, the idea, like, do you believe in talent at all? Is, is it that you just pick a thing like obviously you got to pick it within some bounds mm -hmm. right like you're not an nfl player whatever you know and those get a lot thinner mm -hmm. but once you reach those bounds because there's also like we could do things that we don't think are possible you know yeah. you see people like what the fuck is elon musk doing right, right. like it's possible and even yeah. for us probably as individuals you know so who knows where those bounds are but i then, mean technically are we supposed to be in space no right <laughs> right <laughs> Um, so, but then at some point, can you just choose anything and then just like, you know, um, is talent, is there innateness to things? Like we talk about like martial arts, I guess there's like athleticism mm -hmm. and that's maybe those bounds right there. But once you're athletic, you know, is it any sport? I don't know if you could say it like that. I don't know. Do you believe in talent? You think talent's like a real thing? I do. I think, um, I think you can develop it, but I think that, I think going back to what we're saying, when we keep things within the realm of what our possibilities are, then we expand the realm of possibility, right? And so this is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. That's cool. If I wanted to be an NFL player, right? 
So we can't say it's impossible for somebody like me to be an NFL player or an NBA player. I mean, who was that little short fucking dude who played? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there was mm -hmm. him, and then there was mm -hmm. that Spud Webb, and then there was mm -hmm. John Stockton. And, you know, mm -hmm. so there's some guys that have been short that have played. Mm -hmm. But they're still taller than us, though. <laughs> I don't think Spud Webb was short. But anyway, so... You, you look at that and say, okay, well, that's potential, right? But first, what are my talents? And so in my area, can I excel at that first? If I can't excel in what my area would be, mm -hmm. then it's just a waste of time for me to think about. But maybe this conversation this. is more like figuring out the area, like what is your area, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think it takes this idea, so this is the thing, it takes what we were talking about, that emotion, and the science behind it, right? Because again, you might fall in love with football and say, I wanna do this crazy thing. And that is your emotion, right? But hmm. then when we bring in the hmm. peeling it down and breaking it down and building it back up, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're engineering it and you're like, yeah, that won't work. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just not gonna happen because the amount of skills and effort it would take to achieve that well, you got to achieve what's within your realm first. So let's get a little mm -hmm. fucking, yeah. let's reel in those emotions for a minute mm -hmm. and let's start thinking. And then you got to think, what are you mm -hmm. good at? What do you like to do? What kind of mm -hmm. things do you gravitate towards? What kind of pictures do you look at? You know, you know, there's a lot of different things that people can do to figure out just a general direction. And then you go into that direction and then you can go back to your emotion so a little bit. it's being self-aware though. You have to be aware of those patterns you're yes. making. Absolutely, and, and that's then the, be active mm, about that. Yes, and that's mm. the fucking the biggest <laughs> like you problem. Have an a, not a passive. It's not like oh well, this is just how it is. You know, it yeah. might happen or it might not happen. It's critical mm. thinking. Yep. You got to think about things more than just the surface layer, and that's I mm -hmm. think. So, but there's this balance, though, right? Like, just again, devil's advocate. It, you know, like you have nowadays. We say we should like find what works for us, what pictures we like, what we're good at, right? You have like that view, which, mm -hmm. you know, is something I've done. Mm -hmm. you know? And then you have this other view back in the day where it was just like, if your dad's a carpenter, you're a carpenter. Mm -hmm. And then you could totally become a f badass carpenter, mm -hmm. even though that like was chosen for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I suppose, you know, those are the two sides of that coin that I'm talking about. Like it's like- See, and this is why I think mm -hmm. both sides are blind, right? Okay. Because you could your dad's a carpenter right mm -hmm. yeah and so you're taught carpentry skills mm. and you become maybe a badass carpenter and now you're like i understand the process of how to become badass at something let me find the fucking thing that i want to be badass at but if you don't understand that process and, and maybe then, it could be like a specific thing in carpentry like all of a sudden sure. you're the one making the bridges sure. like or maybe you go to medical school maybe uh -huh. you know maybe you're like fuck i understand this process i'm gonna go to medical school because i've always wanted to be a doctor it could be something completely different mm -hmm. but the process is what's important and the willingness to go through that and fail and this is and where then it's the, okay, but, but this is where the good side of your dad being a carpenter and you becoming right. a carpenter, right? The good side of that model is you get started on a path of doing something. It might not be the path that you want to be on, but if you take the emotion out of it of, oh, I don't want to fucking do this, and you put in the analytical, and this would be the person teaching you because teaching you shouldn't just be technical. 
It's mm. I, this is again why I think there's so many problems in schools because it's emotional right now. It's all fucking mm. emotional. It can't just be technical because kids will be bored out of their fucking mm. skulls. It's I think gotta take I think maybe both. maybe you here's how I would put the, mm-hmm. the like here's how I break it up because that makes sense. But I might break it up as like the technical and then like values. Because like if that person's like a carpenter, mm-hmm. and let's say there's an option to be in law school or whatever, you would have to also be able to figure out maybe scientifically, I don't know, what would be best. You know what I mean? So it's like that's not necessarily a technical thing. Well, sure, that's it is like, because you're measuring what would okay. be best all the time. If that's, you're yeah, yeah. building a room, so what's there's the a tec- best way. So do you think to- there's a technique to developing yeah, your absolutely. values as a person? Yes, I think there's a technique to everything, mm-hmm. and that's where again this is. I'm going back to jujitsu because this is what I think people need to do. This is the one type of place where you get to focus on doing that specifically, right? Building those things, practicing those things, practicing the measurement of something to make sure it's correct, right? But but and do you do, is there is correct. there a difference though? Like like it, it's at least easier to know when a kimura works, mm-hmm. right? It's like easily measurable. It's a little harder to measure music, I would say. Like sure. what the, that chord progression is doing is a little harder to put your finger on. But then, okay, maybe you could, and, and I, I dig those ideas too. But what, where I was going was um, that uh, what you're doing when you're like trying to figure out your values about what's best is figuring out what's good. Mm-hmm. You know, what's good for and, you. And how you to know? figure it out. That, see, that's the mm-hmm. thing though. Yeah. It's, that's the critical thinking part is you're not just going to figure it out. That doesn't just come to you. You right. gotta, you gotta understand Online the process, process yeah. of figuring things out. You gotta know how to figure mm-hmm. things out. Yeah. That's where it's kind of where I see YouTube as being um, a downside for kids. Cause I, you know, I asked my nieces one time about if they knew how to do something and they just pulled it up on YouTube and they were able to do it. It's a great tool. I'm not dissing that. But I wonder if you get so much in the habit of doing that that you never figure mm. things out. Mm. All YouTube stuff right yeah. now that I that it's like I don't want to learn how to figure that out because I don't have enough time to figure out everything. Right? And you got to budget your time. And then what happens is you'll just believe anything anyone says. Well, right. Well, how about, how about this? I, I, I got an interesting one. This guy broke it down like. I think there's like four different types of knowing. Mm-hmm. I thought this was cool. I brought it up one time with us. One's like procedural knowing. That's like knowing how to do something. And that's kind of like what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like jujitsu, for instance, that's like procedural knowing. You can do it, right? And then there's like um, propositional knowing. So that's like our logic. A plus A, or A is A, A is not B, A plus B, you know? That's like propositional knowing. Then there was, um, there was like this knowing of being. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna remember the other two right now, I think, do stand. But uh, so I, I like this idea though that there's like all, just to be able to break down different types of knowing, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, I don't know because that could help us to because there is there is the you know I can think about a thing and say how a machine works, but you can't make the machine. So then making the machine is like that type of knowing, um, and then being in the moment and flow state that's like another type of knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there was one more. That's and that's what I think remember. we were talking about with that whole up and down with the music, right? Mm. You, you mm. know, I, again, but that's, but that I think is the crescendo of skill and 
emotion coming together. You know, your your thought process. I got to put spirit in there too. Yeah, I would. I would say all of that. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? That is what I'm saying. It's it's the pinnacle where it comes together because we go back to the the song, right? So you get into that deep sadness. You get everyone attached, right? You get everyone connected, and then the mastery is. Mm-hmm. pulling them out of that and being able to lift them right and then everybody walks out and they're like fucking hey man red sage mm-hmm. is badass this was but, you know yeah. a very emotional mm-hmm. experience because you have the highs and the lows mm-hmm. and you get the, the what, what texture of it what about this oh, i just wanted yeah. to add to the comment about yeah, yeah. not like how to know what's best mm-hmm. you know yeah. like how do you develop that technique of knowing what's best for you or what's best what what path is best to take i think about it like a chef i think about how uh you know um <clears throat> it, to me it's crazy that there are these world-renowned chefs like there's like the top 10 in the world and you ask any average person they probably have no fucking clue who any of them are chef already chef renee renee from uh from finland um or denmark uh, he's been number one in the world for a long time, and his whole thing is going and foraging out in Denmark and picking these ingredients that nobody's used mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. long, long time. And then he, he mm-hmm. just—I mean—he's gotten sick several times because he eats mm-hmm. shit that he's probably not supposed to. And then he finds what's actually edible. So he's actually helped categorize a bunch of new foods from Denmark. And they probably—they probably used things. to know that, like indigenously, they knew all that and it, that stuff they forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, what the fuck grows in Denmark? He's found like wild asparagus varieties and shit like that. Things grow. Yeah, but there's a ton of herbs and stuff. But I think about the idea that chefs figure out what's best by developing a palate, and they develop a palate by exposing themselves to all these different foods that most of us wouldn't want to try, and then they start figuring out, oh, this one's got a fattier taste to it, this one's a little more acidic, this one's this and that. And then you kind of have a formula with food the same Mm. way you do with music, where if you can hit the the balance of of fat with salt with mm-hmm. sweet with sour and bitter mm-hmm. and you create umami i, I love the the uh, ingredient uh, cooking analogies yeah. or another like really dope one that's uh, i yeah. mean that's how i look the at the recipe life. like what's yeah. the recipe mm-hmm. right yeah yeah but cooking cooking it up yeah. you know figuring things out you know all those like uh, kitchen uh, you know analogies over they're time so their taste buds become mm-hmm. more sensitive to what mm-hmm. you know yeah. to what works and what yeah. does it and i feel like it's the same can, can i music. jump on with an idea yeah. that like um so i get into this with my daughter's my or my my girlfriend's daughter um she is a little picky with food hmm. right and so my theory has been that that you should you should like everything except maybe you know twinkies or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean like maybe like you could like have some limits but why not just like everything, you know? Like, I, I have had to train myself, like, growing, having a garden, like, got me into all kinds of things I, I wouldn't have. I love spicy herbs now, arugula and stuff. Yeah. The spicier, the better. I'm like, oh, man, that's, yeah. But what, when I was younger, it tastes like a weed Mustard or something. Greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so what do you think about that? Like, so you're saying, like, you develop this palate, and, and it's a little implied that that palate's, like, truth, and that you can, like... Uh, gauge what's good or that's what we're saying right so you you know what's good so but but what's good differs from person to person or does it you know what i mean yeah well i mean you know everything's subjective but i think you can you know the same way music can influence culture you know in the world 
I think it's the same thing with food where you start it starts opening new doorways to where other people want to develop their palate so they might try things they normally wouldn't because they're looking at oh this guy's created all these other dishes I like mm-hmm. here's something new with fucking and that could open them up with ill you know that I'd, I would never yeah. think to try ill but the way he's prepared it looks and smells delicious so I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a shot and then mm-hmm. next thing you know you fucking love ill right right huh yeah so they can help you expand right um yeah so i don't know yeah so i wonder about it because i'm always back and forth with especially in music like is there like does beauty and 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 art and stuff is there like laws to that is there like this metaphysical like truth to the matter or is it just there's got to be tendencies because if it's random Mm -hmm. then it's if you're lucky enough to hit the target you know Mm -hmm. you gotta it's like what we were saying with what you were saying with foods and stuff like that well they can't just go off the rails they still gotta like they got like a turd with a (laughs) you know what I'm saying covered in mouse hair it's gotta be within some norms that you push those boundaries right and fried cat shit for you it's delicious trust me you know though I've had like psychedelic experiences where the darkest ugliest things were like so beautiful oh same uh-huh. Yeah. So what's up with that? Yeah, you get to yeah. step out and look at it from a perspective that yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't mm-hmm. normally. I mean, that's that's what I was saying. When we can step out and we can look at what we're doing from a perspective, that's pretty powerful. But then when we can step out of that and look at ourselves reacting to that next level that we're observing gives us a whole nother level mm-hmm. of things to look at. And you can keep kind of stepping out like that and view from above yeah and you keep getting these different views and perspectives and um but again this goes back to what i think is if we don't practice on that first perspective we're never going to reach these and people try to fool themselves thinking that they're Working that at you this level, like and a young, it's like, like you like not even right here. Like yeah. I'm a guru. Oh, you're 20 yeah. years old, or whatever. That's, <laughs> do, you, do you know how many 30 year old fucking masters that I've met in martial arts? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally. And why does it make you cringe so much? Like, it makes me want to fucking puke. You know what I mean? Like when you hear like a a person trying to be that yeah. and it's not that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so cringy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to smack that. Right. I, I was that. I mean, I was too. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. so I think it's a stage, and those are things yeah. that you got to. This, this is the thing that I try to guide people through. It's like when you're young and you're at your peak physical strength and athletic ability, and you think you know how the fucking world operates and all of that stuff, you're going to go through that phase to some degree, right? Mm. I mean, I can't tell you how many guys that I've had that have been in that like 25 to 30 range where they get that maturity, you know, of kind of going through those early 20 years. I I mean, I still consider, you know, 22, 23 being a kid. You just don't have much experience. Especially here in America, like today. Unless you've been, you know, in in the military or something like that, Mm. that makes you grow up quick or you've had some real traumatic experience. So when you get into that mid-20s and up, pretty much most guys are going to be that person for a moment, you know, and... 
So like what I try to do is I try to accept that, yeah, everybody's going to go through it. I went through it. So we just want to like guide you yeah. through it a little bit right. quicker. And yeah, but it's healthy. Humility is like the key, yeah. right? It's like just know that you don't know, yeah. right? And then do your best. And but, it, but it's healthy to go through that place mm, okay. to some degree, right? right. It's mm. like getting bullied. Mm. You want bullies in the world. You, you mm. want to have mm. them. I mean... You're we, testing your mastery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm, really your 30 are. year old mastery <laughs> am I you know you take it <laughs> you, you've got to be humbled at some point and you've got to also I mean yeah that's what I'm saying right that's what right, it would do it would humble you and you would be like oh, okay the path is and not. other people also have to experience that though other students yeah. need to experience that person so they understand how not to be you know what i'm right, saying because right. it, it again, really that firsthand experience yeah, yeah. but you need it so mm-hmm. again we yeah. used to like make fun because aaron would be like i mean aaron was sick her stuff was really really good um before she got injured and uh she still has some really good stuff but i'm just saying you know obviously um younger and everything and she'd outrank somebody by ranks and a dude would still be teaching her how to do something you know what i'm saying you'd still be you know and at some point what i was you know saying because it's usually the guy who's doing that it's not typically females but Mm. it's just part of the guy psyche the guy Mm. development and those are also you know this goes into this realm that i think is the most complete horseshit in the fucking world not the most, because there's a lot of horseshit, but this is a, one of the piles, <laughs> is toxic masculinity. Yeah. Because that goes into that toxic max masculinity thing, okay? That a guy's going to, you know... He's mansplaining. Yeah, mansplaining. <laughs> but that's what fucking guys do. You want guys to be alphas, to think that they're problem solvers, mm-hmm. to put themselves into those yeah. positions. Because mm-hmm. it's extremely important that they do that. Then... Yeah. As the person, we go back to the carpenter who's teaching right. his son, but yeah. you want to temper it. Because you wouldn't you say women degree. do the same, but they just mask it a different way? Well, like they have a different reason or whatever. No, I, would, I would defer to you on that. So do you... Would yeah, you say women that? would freaking... Ch- I feel like if there were... I don't know what the classes <laughs> are like. They would... They would challenge if i saw no women like to be competitive amongst themselves as okay, well sure i would imagine mm-hmm. i mean i don't know maybe i've but been living you, life the wrong way i don't, know, but but I don't really recall idea. like i could think of maybe a couple i could think of a couple women who were the ones who always had the answer in jujitsu or martial arts okay mm-hmm. i can think What's of at least 200 guys you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure it's that, but maybe, I think it comes maybe out Maybe I feel like way. in the jiu-jitsu world, it might be a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But say it was a class of only women, and then somebody got uh, you know, promoted, and you have other people who are not, or they, other women that just come in. I feel like in that dynamic, they might be more mm-hmm. um, willing to do that, I think. I don't know. And then there's just uh, my interpretation of my experiences in the past, just seeing like like what other people in what manner. Just like women challenging other women and challenging sure. their authority, it could be in any. Sure, in, in there, but I, I think that that might be, you know, 
I don't think that people look at that as being a negative, though, for women. Yeah, I know. And, I, right? and that's what but I'm saying. They mask it a different they way. They think it's a negative for dudes. I mean, I literally Lower. think we're pussifying uh, male kids. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I think we're making them soft as fuck. Mm-hmm. I think because of these things. Because yeah, again, if you label it toxic masculinity is in itself a toxic thing yeah. to do. Well, right? but anything that exerts a young boy's masculine traits mm-hmm. is being squashed and said that that's incorrect. And so, again, this is where I have a lot of tolerance for that 30-year-old, you know, 25 to 30-year-old who's got a decent level of rank and who's got some skills to feel mm-hmm. like they have the answers to the world, right? Yeah, well, it's, I, I like how you're saying, place. like, the carpenter, you test things out, mm-hmm. you know, you learn that, you know, hands-on knowledge. Um, part of doing that is is learning how to be confident that you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And that whole, like, confidence versus humility, you know, and maybe confidence and humility is, like, actually the peak of that hill at mm-hmm. the same time. And then on one side, you're, like, deflated and you don't know anything, and that's, like, chaotic and, yeah. you know. And then on the other side, you're arrogant and inflated, and then you're, like, telling people to do things and you're wrong, <laughs> right? Um, and it's so, so it's, again, that same process of, like, learning um, where that line is. And, and, both and we've them. had this conversation, too. I think there's an aspect of, I might even say, like, hypnosis or maybe a bit like a shamanistic kind of thing would be like magic is like confidence mm-hmm. that thing of being confident is like this thing that someone can like possess themselves with mm-hmm. and then like be that dude that like rises to the occasion like we we're talking about or but i think that's, show or I think whatever, that's right? rare i think it's got to mm-hmm. be developed i think it's one of those things that mm-hmm. you get a little dose mm-hmm. for, for most people yeah right there's some people that have been blessed with right fucking glass mm-hmm. full of it mm-hmm. and the rest of us are putting in just mm-hmm. little a little of it's like optimism too mm-hmm. you know what i mean like a little bit of it is just like optimism yeah right? well, i think there's got to be a lot of things that come in with that because mm-hmm. confidence in and of itself is a positive right. you know what i'm saying it's right. not you know and it's a, almost a like negative. hope you know mm-hmm. like despite the trouble you know well, i think it goes into a more i think hope is random i think mm-hmm. Confidence. I just mean positive yeah. in the face of, you know, mm-hmm. the fucking you're brutality of life and shit. You're believing in something for a mm-hmm. minute. You're what? To, you're like believing in something. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I would use all those it. words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're believing in it. You're, you're looking at it. does it become lack awareness? Right, exactly. At what point does it become that? And there's a danger there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, being overly confident. Is yeah, yeah, right. Cause exactly you can, that. But, you know, I've heard a lot of people say it's better to err on that side. It's better to err towards, like, you know how, sure. uh, like, Why a so? lot of, pe- well, so, like, a lot of people would say that. It's like ignorance is bliss. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. And, like, so a lot of pessimists think they're not pessimistic, they're just honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what a pessimist will say, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, I see reality. I'm a realist. Yeah, I'm but a realist. But they do, because all of our realities sure, are different. Sure. They just but, choose to have a negative reality. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what does that do to your mindset and your ability to, like, act and do things in the world? Like right. it kind of diminishes it a little right. bit. It might be true. You could say that diminishes true. it a ton. Right. So so leaning towards the positive end, at least then you like you wake up. You have energy. You like you can do things. You try things more. You probably have more of a of, of a thing to try. You have you know to go for it a little bit more. But this is exactly why right here. What exactly what you're saying is what's so fucked up right now in this country 
as far as things go because look at what's happening in Afghanistan. Those people would fucking love to be the worst off people here in America. Mm. The worst off people, those mm. Afghanis would trade in a second that we're trying to flee. I mean, they're holding on to fucking airplanes, for Christ's sakes, yeah. right, to get here. Yeah. So it's like for us not to be positive mm. is absurd. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's like, again, everybody that's all down on the U.S. and everybody that's fucking you know, thinks that we're racist and all of this bullshit. It's like they're choosing that pessimistic view. It it's is like, incredibly pessimistic. Right. It's like, right. okay, mm -hmm. so maybe that's part of the And it's a lack of humor too, right? It's like everything's serious and a problem. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But those people don't want to step out and take a look at things objectively because it takes critical thinking. They don't want to challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't, I mean, they don't want that so, conflict so, within yeah, themselves. Yeah. Can, can, I, can I just, I know it like complicates things, but there's also the same ideas that acting right now too, right? So you have that idea mm -hmm. that look how positive everything is here mm -hmm. and those people want to come here. But then you have your story about the Somalian kid and the ones that don't have mm -hmm. are maybe the ones that actually are happy. Mm -hmm. So you have this double thing where maybe those people, they're pessimistic about I wouldn't call it America. Mm -hmm. I'm at some point going to be able to explain modernity mm -hmm. in this conversation with us because I think it's one of the most important things mm -hmm. is that that's the problem mm -hmm. that everybody has. That's what wokeness and all, all those people, that's what their problem is with. Mm -hmm. It's not America. It's not capitalism. It's not... You know, those are all just like, uh, you know, symptoms or whatever. Sure. The the problem is this other thing. But so you have that but other the element. The other thing, mm -hmm. but this goes back to it. This idea of America is what gives them the opportunity to switch that. Because here's the thing, what we talked about. You can't, in my opinion, be anything that you want to be, but you can be a fuckload of things here, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, because I didn't want to be this, my options are fucking yeah. limited. Mm -hmm. So you find those things that you're relatively within your capabilities no, you're right because like think about you, that kid in somalia like that. what are his opportunities Correct. as far as like the ability all the things he can do so or whatever then yeah. when we talk about these people being angry at that i think it's i love the word crescendo um of capitalism greed you know what i'm saying of fucking authoritarianism of this wokeness. I think it's what's happening is this mm -hmm. coming together of that. And that's what this whole fucking woke crowd is all up in arms. But if they fucking backed off of that for a second and recognize that they have an opportunity, they have an opportunity to change it, mm -hmm. right? Pursue something that gives you purpose that motivate you that puts you in a more positive element and mm -hmm. again here's the thing put something you good can in the affect world. exactly you can mm -hmm. affect change with something positive you can't affect it with this negative it's mm -hmm. if they think if anybody thinks that creating racism to fight racism is going to eliminate racism they haven't thought about it they haven't they're like, oh, yeah, CRT is bullshit then because it's creating racism to fight the racism, mm -hmm. yeah. right, Doesn't to prevent sense, right? future racism. How do you do that? By being racist? Mm -hmm. 
so you start to think of what can I do to be a positive impact so, and influence so, yeah. on those It's things. interesting though because you said created, right? So that's a positive word in itself which kind of goes and agrees with what you're saying that you can make change with something positive, mm -hmm. right? But then we have to actually make sure that it carries out in a positive way, like mm -hmm. creating racism is not positive, right. but the word itself is creating. So when you create that and then you create other, what is it, racism and what were you saying? The, to fight it off with other with racism? Other, yeah. Um, then you are just creating racism. Mm -hmm. It all just like, you're just adding yeah. to that. Yeah like begets like or whatever like makes like yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so you know th this is just where my mind's been lately so i agree you're more free here and that's amazing mm -hmm. right but is that not also causing all the problems yes a part of it like the fact uh, that we can just 100%. like 100 oh what do i want to do with my life yes that is where the responsibility <laughs> comes though with the individuals right right to yeah, yeah. figure that out. We know that causes the problems. Right. However, but here's the thing we is like, absolutely know the opposite of that is way worse. I mean, everybody wants to model themselves off of European countries, right? Hmm. But they're not fucking well, free. What if we model ourselves, like, what if, like, I'm gonna go here. What, what if we look at the Taliban? Uh-huh. And, and, oh, <laughs> I know, right? Um, why were they able to run in so fast? Like, they are not the ones that gave up. Why is that? Okay, so here's the things that have really happened, uh -huh, okay, okay, up to this point. So the U.S., right, government, yeah. Biden, made a deal with the Taliban. The Taliban yep. said that Kabul is in chaos right now. Somebody needs to secure Kabul. Okay. You guys do it, and we'll stay out of the city, or we'll do it. Mm. But somebody's going to secure it. And Washington deferred it to the Taliban. They were given the option to control that city, mm -hmm. right? Taliban was still moving in, but they were giving them the option to do that. Mm. And so they trusted the Taliban to do it, right? Mm. So, okay. I mean, that's so, what, what one I'm, thing that's, yeah, yeah, that's but a what huge... I'm, okay, what I'm asking, though, is maybe I can make it bigger. Yeah. Why were they... Like, nothing changed there, mm -hmm. right? Like it there, did. well, it did. you think one hundred percent. So look well, at it like well, this. Oh, hold on, let me let me. So there, that belief system that's alive there mm -hmm. has a strength to it. Yes, is what I'm saying. It that's that's where I was going. One hundred percent does. Right. Um, they know what they believe. You know. Yeah. And maybe that's what allowed them to resist for twenty years and to, you know, the the biggest war machine ever on the planet and all that kind of. Mm -hmm. stuff. That, that's kind of where I was going. Because like, well, you know, what do they have that like? You know, it, that's a positive. Excuse me. <laughs> what they have, though, is they have radical beliefs, right? You're not going to have American, not at least any time in the near future, suicide bombers. You, you know that, what I'm saying? Yeah. They, we don't have that kind of, like, mm -hmm. radical belief. So what belief they have is belief. It's not even necessarily radical because there's still just a few people, right? But that's but, but the Taliban yeah. is a radical yeah, yeah, and they, sect. Yeah, and I mean, totally, they believe yeah. especially like in Sharia law, yeah. right? Right. But, I mean, but, they just but that's killed. not necessarily radical. I, I, might, I might say that that's... Well, okay, so yeah, they right. just killed a comedian. Suicide bombers are. And yeah, I heard about that. Okay, yeah. they mm -hmm. just killed a fucking um, singer, folk yeah. singer. They right. just killed one. Yeah. Okay, right. so... 
we can split hairs, but to Westerners, that's pretty fucking radical. Okay. When you're killing people mm-hmm. that are doing these types of things and you're imposing this law where they're saying that women are being shipped across the fucking country in mm-hmm. coffin-sized boxes sex to be used stuff. in mm-hmm. the sex trade. Yeah. Okay? So mm-hmm. we can agree to, to some point that that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. This is why Afghanistan was important. 20 years being there, we started to change a country's mindset. You're talking about 20 years in changing a whole country's mindset. And it's not even a unified country. It's all sex, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you start to build a foundation. America wasn't built as soon as they came over from the fucking, you know, from Europe. It took time. It took effort. It took building it took ideas being spread ideas being checked ideas being proven challenged all of those types of things and so you plant that seed we were the fucking leaders of that military right even though we were support we were the backbone leadership structure and so that military wasn't ready to operate without us so people to be like oh it's fucking been 20 years again you're building a culture right or you're helping that hmm. culture grow in a manner that you're but, guiding. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people say that, like, the dudes that were down there, mm-hmm. that there was, like, really no change. Like, that, you know, we went down, but, like, nation but building again, though, and, like, again, spreading democracy and all that but, stuff. But check this out. This goes BBS. back into fucking jujitsu, right? We're training, and I'm only looking at it from this picture here. I got to step out and look at it from another perspective and another mm-hmm. perspective. It was changing. They had women that were in the military. They had mm-hmm. women that were in their parlament or their government. And they, there was, yeah, they, they had women stores reporters. All over town. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. had that. It right. was changing. And it mm-hmm. might have only been changing in the city structures. But look at America. Where do all the fucking ideas come from for new fashion and new trends? It all comes from the city, right? Mm-hmm. So New York, L.A., those types of places, they spread out those kind of ideas. And eventually it makes it into the interior and then you're wearing your pants down your fucking ass and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? And that, so, yeah, that yeah. has spread mm-hmm. out. It takes time. It doesn't so, happen overnight. Yeah. So I, I, I don't but, know if we need to go here. But then, but check this out though, mm-hmm. because this is why, again, that argument, you also have the most powerful military in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And arguably because we've been at war, we are even more powerful than we've ever been Hmm. because we had experience. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got Afghanistan that is a great training ground that's got low intensity because the amount of fighting that had happened or or combat deaths was zero over the past 18 months. Okay, not fighting, but combat deaths. I think they had some skirmishes. But that is a great training place for maintaining that intensity that you need without... It's also training the Taliban over intensity, right? Well, sure. Yeah. They're, they're Which learning is just our an interesting tactics. Point. I'm, not, I'm Absolutely. not saying anything against They're, right? they're going to get better. Yeah. But, that, but that's the same thing. If you and I train in jiu-jitsu a long time and it, you know, we're our own training partners, I still, as you get better, I still got to get better than you. So mm. I still got to take it another yeah. notch. Right. And you're going to be like, ooh, he's getting, mm. right. I got to take it another notch. So I think that's mm. a healthy level of, you know, um, right. training. Right. But you've got this base that could thwart a Chinese mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. You got this that could facilitate that because 
again, that gave us a landing place that we could run operations out of. And here's the, also the fact. The dollar is the world currency. So we got to decide in America, is that the type of influence that we want or not? If it is, then that means we've got to also have an influence in the world, right? And our Dude, influence has yeah, to be, well, I like, mean, we could look at it. Bankers and like, sure, you know what I mean? Like, sure, but, who's, but who's, still, <laughs> but, but still, uh, right? Yeah. You could look at that and say, okay, well, because we got to have balance. Mm-hmm. But would we say throwing gay people off of buildings is more righteous to let that culture do it because that culture has always done it? And stoning women. I don't know if they've always done it, but well, yeah. they've done it as long as they've been the mm-hmm. Taliban. As long as the Taliban right. has been in that sort of power. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, if that's the way that they've done it, do we accept that, or do we say, well, yeah, it's not the greatest thing to do to impose your will on people, and we might be corrupt in capitalism, but is that more corrupt than that? I mean, is there a point where we say? But how much of this, again, I'm, you know, I don't know any answers to this stuff, but right. this is just where my mind goes, you know? Mm-hmm. How much of that is like in America when people are, like, taking freedoms and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like, they want to come into your house, tell you what you got to wear on your face, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a little similar to that. It, well, You know what yes, I mean? So, it's, and it, I, where's it's the similar, line? Like, why go there and not but, North but Korea? But here's what I'm saying, you know, like, is that we didn't, like, we learned early on we're not going to stop the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can coexist with this idea. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. the beauty of America. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, you can be that fucking asshole, or you can be this super conservative religious person, or you can be this super liberal person. That's mm-hmm. the idea of America. And when we went in then into Afghanistan, and that became the mission switch, that gave people that option and but, that's but, but when you like that's zoom. better than just allowing this thing to happen especially mm-hmm. since we were attacked with at least all the information that's agreed upon is that using afghanistan as a fucking you know platform if we're going to be righteous if we're going to help people if we're going to say and if that's really why things are being done and if that's but, really but the even, intent right but you know? even what I'm saying is, if we look at Afghanistan, it, it, even if that wasn't the reason, that's a righteous thing to do. It, okay. it is, even if it imposes. At some point, we got to say, okay, well, yeah, what is imposing? So if we say, well, imposing, we're going to impose options on you, then at some level, we got to say, okay, well, there is a place where imposing is tolerable. And if the government right now came around and said, you motherfuckers are either going to wear a mask, you're going to take the vaccine, or you're not going to take the ma- vaccine, or you're not going to fucking wear a mask. It's up to you to decide, and we're going to enforce that. That wouldn't be that bad. You'd be like, fucking cool. Well, there's nothing that's being America. imposed at that point, though. Right. 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 But, that's, but that's what I'm saying. So as, as us as America, when we exert our American influence... That really is the core of American influence right there. Mm-hmm. So you can say that that imposing, because it is imposing, because mm-hmm. the dictator that's in power or the authoritarian mm-hmm. that's in power or whatever that's got that centralized power, mm-hmm. they're being forced to give it up. 
Right. So, so, so if you zoom out, like, I, you know, let me just say, like, I've heard Sam Harris for, you know, hours mm-hmm. and hours talk about the, you could say the evils of the dark side of sure. Islam, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, it's not Islam. It's like that dark side. Mm-hmm. And it, there's some horrible things. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not a relativist, you know, necessarily right. where you just say, oh, everybody should just be able to do their own thing. Sure. But I question that aspect. And then mm-hmm. when I see this situation, I see... You know, I see America, Western civilization, mm-hmm. um, and it has this idea of modernity in it, and it comes with all the mass suicides mm-hmm. and the lack of health and the pussiness and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It is Western civilization now, yes. or I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with these ideas. And Islam or the East or whatever, or aspects of that culture, maybe the East even, because like China and, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, some something that's outside of Western civilization sees Western, especially Islam, sees Western civilization as Babylon. Mm-hmm. So to them, this culture, that cult, Western civilization culture, is that like satanic force. To some and, of them. But, 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 of but what they see is like all these things that I just said, the mass suicides, the alcoholism, the drug addiction, the mm-hmm. screen watching, the zombification, the pussiness, sure. all that stuff is Satan coming into people's lives in that view. 100%. And, and, and there's some truth to that. Yes. Right? I, you know? I would, and, I would and agree so with that it's so, so when I look at the situation, mm-hmm. it's like, it's one of those like unsolvable things because you zoom out as a world thing, mm-hmm. something I'm incapable of like understanding, but you do have these two forces, now, I right? I think like, it's unsolvable. Yeah. I, think, okay. I think there's always going to be the battle. Because, but, but you say like live but together, you can, but, you can but they would say you don't, you can't live together with Satan. Sure. You know, right. but, but, so but how this do you is, solve but this that? Is what you would say, this is what I would say to them. I would be like, then what purpose do you have without Satan? What purpose do you have? Hmm. It's important. Okay. It's important to have the fucking Taliban. Hmm. It's important to have the You need the contrast. Yeah. But you don't yeah. want the contrast to, again, let's say that those were the two contrasts of the world. Hmm. Right? <laughs> you, you're really you good at this. Sp- Whenever there's like an oppositional yeah. idea, you're pretty good at like zooming around. That's like oh, some jujitsu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this was an entire psychedelic trip that I had when I think yeah. I was about 17 or 18, and I was watching Transformers in theaters on way too many mushrooms. And at the end of the movie, an Optimus Prime is talking essentially what the whole thing boiled down to. And I know this is insane, and I got this from Transformers, but it was literally the most. There's some mushroom shit in that movie. It, it was in like those movies. I'm it was like the most. Uh, what's the word? Uh, it, it lifted this whole weight off my shoulders as somebody that was raised in Catholicism and was very like conflicted with the idea of do I want to continue with this religion or not. Hmm. It basically dumped it already at this point, but this really helped me rectify with things when essentially what he says, the, what it all boils down to is there's no, like the, this guy's saying like, I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm going to miss you or whatever. And he's like, well, I'll be back. And he's like, the only reason I'm here is because evil exists, you know? And he's like, you, you got to be as thankful for the bad stuff as you are for me because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without it. And that was where my mind was like, holy shit, like religion would be non-existent like god there's no place for god if you don't believe in the devil like Mm -hmm. you have to you have to have that to to have this other thing to worship god or to be spiritual you have to have a reason and the reason is the counter of of whatever that spirituality is so uh, and and it's healthy don't you agree yeah uh right that's that's the base level of reality it's Uh like the the Tao, the yin yang and all that having bases in afghanistan keeps us at a look but we need that as a country we need that we need to exert that 
So we say, okay, where's the most good that we can do from having to do that? How can we train our people up? How can we be tough? How can we maintain our world influence? Because we know there's another influence coming in. This whole fucking kumbaya thing of can't we get along? It's like, why would you want to get along with everybody? Hmm. Think of how sucky that would be. I mean, seriously, it'd be like if we're sparring out on the mat, I'd be wanting you to hit me. And you'd be wanting me to hit you, you know? That's no fucking fun. It's like, I want to hit you three times to the one time you hit me, and I want to hit you harder. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hurt you, per se, but it's a good driver. Because then, you're not going to want to hit me if I'm not hitting you like that. If I don't hit you hard, why are you going to want to fucking hit me? Remember when you you were calling that conflict theory? Isn't that the phrase you were saying? Like second podcast, third, fourth. I think you were there. Remember that conflict? <laughs> I don't theory? think I wasn't there in the second, third, well, or fourth. Like, I was there like five, seventh or seven something. or whatever. Whenever that was, I dug that as an idea mm-hmm. though. Like this whole like needing the the benefits of conflict mm-hmm. and what that means. Yeah. Well, so yeah. it's like in the Avatar: The Last Last Airbender, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. light and darkness. You That's know, right. where they're when yeah. they're absolutely hating each other and they don't want to be near each other. Yeah. Whatever they can't. But they need each other. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying when they do that, then despair or you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah. happens. No, I was saying not it, it that they need the it world, from the outside. Yeah. I'm saying they feel that yeah. they, you know you said they don't want to be by each other they don't like each other but they know that yeah but in when them, they take they that to other. the extreme then mm-hmm. that's when chaos yeah. or, it, it ruins the world it destroys yeah. the world it's cool in the show they like their which is a traditional symbol they're fish mm-hmm. and they're like swimming around each other yin and yang and then they you can kill one of the there's fish there's also you dragons know. kind of yeah 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 yeah. They're the, that scene that duality scene but the thing is is like one's the sun and one's the moon Right, and Light so and like darkness. the the fire nation comes, and they want to fuck up the balance, so they like kill the moon because that's mm-hmm. like the water. They want to kill the water tribe or whatever, mm-hmm. so they take the fish, you know, and then the moon like dies, like it feels fills with blood or something. It's yeah. such a dope like you know it's it, re- it says really the cool symbolism, and as then far as visualization. yeah, and then everything starts to fall apart. Like there's this whole spirit world thing where like the hero can like go into the spirit world and like talk to spirits and stuff. And I forget what happens. Like that gets all fucked yeah. up somehow. It's like being destroyed. It's like dying or whatever. There was a leak uh-huh. of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, fuck, this is where, again, we look at this whole thing that's going around, right? Because I agree with what you guys are saying, even though I haven't seen that, it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. But this is the fucking pussification of our country. Because what sides want to do is they want to squash and eliminate the mm-hmm. other yeah, opposing yeah. side. Right. And look at everybody what's happening right now. Everybody, right. whatever. Right. Like everybody should just. It, it's think fucking like this. ridiculous. <laughs> this is how weak it's getting. And these are just random things that. I've seen on Facebook and talked to people, but one person that I know, and this has been verified, got fat, fatter than what they were to be first in line to get a COVID vaccine. I mean, you don't get much more pussy than that. But another guy, okay, got into a mountain bike wreck and he posted his helmet and that kind of thing. And, you know, I I get it, man, that sucks. But the first instinct for him was to quit and sell all his stuff, right? And again, you know, there were some friends that seemed to have talked him out of that. But that being the first instinct is fear and, oh, shit, something dangerous happened and we got to nerf everything. It's like, 
that's that emotion. Hmm. That's that. And they're like wanting to give that up. softness that is plaguing us right now. It's like, okay, well, maybe you could be riding less aggressive if that was the case, or maybe you need to go on easier mm-hmm. places, get your confidence built up, right? Yeah, but, like a surfer that got bit by a shark. I was thinking of that no, one. I don't like, know how would I, you go back out there again? Yeah, after that, that one chick, <laughs> right. you know, she's still, she did, right? Yeah. And she only has one leg? That there's one, this guy who talks about arm. how yeah. sharks are actually not, they're like, I can't remember what his name is. He's a surfer. Nerd. Was Laird Hamilton? I don't know. I don't remember. I think he had a story about it. But he was talking about how they're actually really cool. And like there's this female shark that, you know, like it just really depends on how you are Mm. entering their environment environment and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, hey, (laughs) I think they're cool as fuck. Like, I, I think people that, you know, do that shark fin soup you know where they cut the fins off and then just send the shark down in the water i mean i think that's fucking mm. horrible yeah, yeah that's, you know that's um yeah. and i think they're cool as fuck but yeah if you got bit by one that'd yeah, be a to get back out little, there right i mean but think of what a challenge that would be like what a fun um thing to yeah, have to overcome, overcome yeah. right it mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be fun in the process but once you did it yeah. again yeah. it's like fucking hey man i conquered mm-hmm. this mm-hmm but we, we're losing that. We're not teaching that in school. I mean, kids don't have that. Of mm-hmm. It's like they're so afraid to fail that they don't or try maybe much. maybe somewhat like school's even a problem. I think Cause if Because if you were just like making shit and doing things, which people used to do before, or maybe uh-huh. school was like less back in the day too, mm-hmm. and you were still like learning craftsmanship and other things at the same time. You know, maybe that's even a part of it as well. Like Mm -hmm. just sitting and like, it's all the only focus is that, is that propositional knowing, you know, Mm -hmm. is that's it. It's just words and writing and it's all just that. That's all they're learning. I read this study again, unverified, but it was this article um, that was saying that the way classrooms are set up now are much more conducive to females than yeah. males. Yeah, right? I've heard a lot of and so There's some interesting stats with that. Now stuff, think yeah. of think of this. We're again, we're totally fucking demasculating guys. Then you put a mask on them and you hide them and they just get a little bit smaller and a little bit wimpier and a little bit thinner, right? I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. like I mean, I guess you like you eliminate the competition in sports and stuff. Right? And then there's zero all that, tolerance uh, in fights, bullying. Um, and then you there's none um, take care of yourselves, go mm-hmm. out, have your own game, like do a pickup basketball right. thing, and there's no adult around saying what the rules are. Right. Like you leave the house, you walk around with your friends, you get in trouble, you almost get hit by a car, you like, you know, shit happens, right? And you yeah. learn by that stuff. So yeah. some people don't, the helicopter parents, like some of those stats are crazy, like how much people thought like their kids were getting kidnapped. <laughs> and then if you read the stats, it's crazy how many a year, it's like four or something in all of America, like a, non, a, a non-parent like non-parent. kidnapped. Uh-huh. Yeah, like some stranger or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know if it's four. It's like a super low number. The, the and media then, plays it. And then nowadays nobody lets their kids out, you know? Yeah. And so that that does it too. And then like uh, the, the stats about schools, like how many more like women graduate nowadays? How many more women are in college? How many more? Like it's crazy. High school, like boys like drop out like crazy nowadays, uh-huh. you know? So yeah, that school stuff, there's a, a lot of stats about that. Hmm. How much of it has to do with 
hormonal changes and taint size, taint shrinking and <laughs> taint size, less testosterone. The... Yeah. What? Yeah. You didn't hear that stuff? Amanda's going to love listening to yeah. this episode. This one's for you, Amanda. <laughs> no, there was a, yeah, there's a, I mean, there was a whole Rogan episode about it. I've known about it for a while. I didn't know specifically about the taints, but I knew about, uh, for a couple of years, I've known about the effects of plastics and glyphosate yeah, yeah, and I thought you were going there. Uh, yeah, different yeah. pesticides yeah. and things, you know, but. Um, taints, such a funny word. Since the 70s, apparently. <laughs> Taints have been shrinking. 73 is when they started the study. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's like when the phthalates. Study, yeah. Yeah, okay. like, so 73 to 2011, mm-hmm. I think, is when they ended it. Mm-hmm. And apparently this lady discovered that, or I don't think she single-handedly, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, through a lot of research and information, that, that males specifically, the taint size determines your... Uh, Testosterone or yeah, something? Yeah, that and your, your ability level. to have kids. Right. Yeah. right your fertility wow, rate. Wow, okay, huh. Yeah, so uh-huh. longer the taint, more uh-huh. masculine, te- testosterone okay. and de- uh, producing. Interesting. It's, weird. it's interesting we see those like... Short uh, taint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder it's how. Interesting when we see. <laughs> but check this out. How does somebody like? Where do they go for taint? You know what I'm saying? So, do you think it's like one scientist was just watching their little femi kid do something and he right, bent like, over and they're like, the "Holy fuck, that, my kid's taint is small." Very close. And his hypothesis. I wonder, like, the taint size is all this other scientists. Infertil- no, <laughs> not it like, couldn't have been infertility. Fertility problems. Uh, it couldn't have been like patterns that come up with. See, you're you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> guys think a little bit different than girls. Uh huh. <laughs> oh man. He's like, Fred, well, you seen your kids? I bet you. I bet you it's a woman because they both bent over at the same time. That doesn't look right. It had to start from a woman because probably women were tired of men saying it was the woman that was infertile when in reality. They're like, oh, we got to find some, a reason. Some female There's scientist. like something. I don't know. Something. I'm just, I'm BSing. Yeah. I don't know what's They're true. like, let's just check out little boy's taints. <laughs> just as an example. If, if Amanda was a scientist, then that would make total sense. Uh, that's funny shit. Well. <laughs> so. Yeah. I would tread carefully after your last day <laughs> in training. <laughs> See, that sucks, too, man, because she's fucking mean. Like, she'll get after it. If she's got a vendetta, hmm. I mean, hmm. she's going to try. <laughs> you do a good job of giving yourself, <laughs> giving people reasons. I, I like the challenge. Whatever. Kick my ass. Please do. <laughs> That's funny shit. That's how I get so, I don't know. Pussification. On that mm-hmm. note. Mm-hmm. Pussification yeah. is plaguing us. That it is. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Would you agree? Do you think, coming from the female perspective, that people are getting weaker? Yeah, that males. Do you think? Do you males? Do you think that there's like a, um, what do they call it? Uh, fucking, yeah, male toxicity problem. Mm. What, what's it called? Fuck. Uh, ma- toxic masculinity. Yeah, toxic masculinity. <laughs> I didn't think that was a question you were asking. Um, well, if I had to say that there is, then I would have to agree with the terminology. But we've, I, I've, we've talked about have this we? before. Then what did yeah. you say before? I was trying to argue that did you there say can that be, me? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that there can be toxic masculinity. Um, For sure. 
But, you know? but wouldn't you but want the that whole idea, the versus thing is, not? If I'm talking about toxic masculinity, then I have to talk about toxic femininity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then when we do that, we're separating the two, and then everything else becomes problematic because then you're choosing the, you know, it's weird. It's like this backwards. You can't like a woman. You should have it, it like kind of cuts into the equality and the vision that most people have that women are just as men etc there's no difference between there's men no and women. difference mm. but then when but they are agreeing to that whenever they say there's toxic masculinity anyway it's just this whole backwards yeah, I like the idea that uh, that it's like a balance yin yang type stuff mm -hmm. there's a balance between feminine and masculine in each person and we have different amounts and if something goes out of whack, it becomes toxic. It's just such a stupid word, too. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe it's I got like a different theory. Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it and I think it's interesting that I've actually seen there's like a female movement now trying to spread the same idea. But this is how I've kind of always looked at it since I first heard the term toxic masculinity. What I see toxic masculinity is is men that are insecure, weak, and trying to compensate for a lack of confidence and and security in themselves so what they do is then they try to be mm. bigger and louder than they actually are and that's where the the kind of toxic i guess perspective yeah they, they're in. an asshole they're a fucking yeah because yeah, yeah. they're they're trying to compensate no for something that yeah, yeah. Mm. and specifically like i think the guy that tried to fight me at red rocks two weekends ago that that's exactly what was going on i saw the insecurity in his mm -hmm. eyes i saw the fear in his eyes and he was trying to fucking you know puff his chest up more to make himself feel better but i've seen a lot of women uh, specifically, like I've got three or four friends that were, I, I would have thought of them as feminists before, and they might have been the type to say things like toxic masculinity. And now I've actually seen them in the last four or five years start coming around to explain what they believe is toxic masculinity as this exact same thing, where they're saying we need masculine men, and in fact, what we need is more masculinity. Because what toxic masculinity is, is in, in fact a mask of masculinity on a very emasculine man. Mm -hmm. And so it, it comes off makes, as makes, toxic sense. masculinity. Yeah. But It's like unhealthy. Well, it's the only it's way men can manifest being insecure, right? Because is it really just a masculinity issue? or Because the way they say it, it makes it sound like... Issue? Yeah, yeah. The, but it's yeah. just you're male, so that's just how it manifests. You're mm -hmm. female, and that's just how that manifests. Well, and I think that that's healthy, though. I think this toxic masculinity that we're talking about, this fake, is healthy. Because, again, you're talking to... See, here's the problem that I see, is that all these fucking kids right now, they don't even want to be masculine to even pretend to be masculine. I'd much rather see somebody pretending and puffing themselves up and getting out there and doing it because it's like, oh, you at least recognize that... You There's need something that. that you don't have, right? And that this masculinity is important. The, the thing is, they need to be encouraged on how to develop it and not just fake it. But if somebody's not even willing to fake it and they don't have it, to me, that's like, oh, that's just a fucking one of those masculine feminists right there. And this, yes. you know, I mean, no wars have ever been won by masculine feminists, Right? No fucking battles have been won by masculine feminists. It's a true thing. If people think that we can become this one unified world, we're going to have battle after battle after battle with environmental issues, with fucking, you know, uh, 
whatever issues, yeah. government issues, it's going to happen. You've got to have that. And that's where I, I always like to say that we need both sides because they keep the other sharp. You just don't want too much of it, right? So just same, like, with, same with masculine and feminine then? As far as... You want both sides? Of masculine and feminine? Absolutely. Mm, yeah. No. I But there's no reason why a, a kid, a, a young man, can't be sensitive, right? Yeah. But and they're think, just a fucking yeah. pussy if that's all they are, is sensitive. Yeah. And that's, that's the other problem I think we're having is mm-hmm. like... I think the main problem we have with masculinity and femininity is we're we're not good at defining the difference between masculinity and man mm-hmm. and feminine and woman. Like we just get those wrapped up and we should spend some time like I think it's in the symbolic perspective mm-hmm. that people need to look at it. Like that's what I agree. you know feminine is yin and you mm-hmm. look at that, you know, definition da, 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 yeah. right and then maybe there's like a left brain right brain kind of yep. like correlation. And like, if we can like learn about like what those things are, and then better be able to talk about them, you know, like the sensitivity aspect, like you say, when we're rolling and to be able to feel someone's mm-hmm. intent or where they're going with something, that is a feminine quality. Mm-hmm. And then the active principle is the one that you know does something about it. You could say, mm-hmm. and so the ability to to actually understand this, what those terms mean, mm-hmm. right, and. You know, the whole toxic thing is just like, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's somewhat accurate, but I don't find it useful at all. You know what I mean? It's more like you're saying, like, are you healthy or not? You know what I mean? It's is like it, they're trying to target like, the symptom and not really yeah. the issue. And it's like, like they're just the talking shit about it. it. It's mm-hmm. like they're not, you know what I mean? And, and they're problematizing everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a problem that yin and yang exists. Like, you know, what does that mean? Well, that, yeah, exactly. You know? That's what they want to do yeah. is eliminate it. But right. they're eliminating it for the side of yin because you you can't have women as a whole be on the hard side. It just won't work. But so mm-hmm. I think feminists recognize that. So that's why they're trying to demasculate everything to so it's all on that playing field. And that's where And what's funny they is, can is like feminists tend to be really masculine. You know, if we want to be like honest about some of this stuff, like when someone like says, no, but "Oh, you're stop being," it that value. <laughs> right, totally. but when, when you when you tell someone to stop being masculine and masculine is toxic and you need to do this, that's like the father structure is saying this is what society yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they're being the patriarchy. Right. Yeah, it's nice. so it's another one of those things. That's racism, just everything and racism. Everything you said was just you know? toxic. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should end soon. It's been a couple hours. All right. Yeah. I'll it up my nose. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, if you got one lesson from that or one theme, what might that theme be, do you think, this whole conversation? Um, move. What? <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, I was say, trying to put I it you were into say one word. K-tip. I thought you were going to be like, oh, oh K-tip. Come on. <laughs> come on. Well, but what does that imply? Like you get Kill to the, the root inner pussy. of, but that requires you moving, right? You're killing. That's an action. So move. <laughs> All right. A set for twenty, Colorado. <laughs> awesome work. Yep.